What's up, everybody? It's your man, Dejan Amon. Welcome back to the gray area. Oh, yeah. What's up, everybody? This is Eric Henderson. Welcome back to the show. So today we got a real, real awesome guest for y'all. So we got Myron Brewer. He's the founder of Cope Apparel. And we wanted to have him on the show to discuss his uh, journey into the fashion industry, how he's like becoming this independent uh, entrepreneur, and just his steps that he's going to be taking in the future and some future projects. So we wanted to just start by letting you uh, give a little background of yourself and telling the people about how you got into this fashion industry. Okay, so first, I just want to thank the Gray Area for having me. Um, this is definitely my first podcast. It should be fun. It should be interesting. Um, so I'm going to just go ahead and dive into a little bit about me and my background. Um, like I said before, I am a fifth year from the University of Iowa. Um, but my whole background is I'm from the south suburbs of Chicago. Um, I live in Madison, Illinois. I live in a, a middle-class, working-class family. Um, I've grown up around one brother and a mom and a dad. Um, that's a little bit about me. I've always loved to play basketball. Um, I've always been into clothes and a little bit of fashion. Um, I was a big sneakerhead at one point uh, growing well, what up. Was the, what was the kicks that you was rocking? The Air Force Ones or you had uh, I, I loved I loved Jordan. Like I was a big right. Jordan fan. Like um, when I was younger, I started making a little bit of money as a, a jewelry key I salesman. So I sell sold jewelry for a little bit. Um, and I would take some of my checks and like whenever the shoes would drop, I'd be like, yeah, I need to get them. I need to get them. Like standing in line type thing. So that's a little bit about me and some of my tastes are like. I love watching the NBA. Um, I love watching sports, a big sports person. Um, yeah, I love family, love friends, those type of things. Yeah, that's a little bit about me. For sure. So then diving into like our first question, you had said that you were selling jewelry at a kiosk or something. So did you like always know like growing up that you wanted to be an entrepreneur or was that like something later down the line that she was like, all right, this seems like a little cool passion of mine. Let me, let me see what this life is about. Yeah, to be quite honest, um, no, I didn't know I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I just tried a bunch of things. I think um, also when I was young in high school, I used to sell those shoes at Jordan's. I used to go to SneakerCon um, and be like selling shoes and Jordan's back and forth. I used to sell socks and shoes out of my locker at school. Um, and never really knew like later in life, this would probably be a passion of mine. But, you know, you know, I think life has a way of revealing some of your purposes and your powers at a young age. And like, I didn't know um, that's something that might've been for me. Um, it made me comfortable. I'm fairly comfortable in sales. I'm fairly comfortable um, speaking to people um, in that sort of way. So I think it's just a passion that kind of revealed itself later down in life for me that this might be an avenue for you. Um, and yeah, that's where we so are right was, now with it. Were you always like the the child or the, the kid in school that copped the latest fashion at the freshest Jordans at the, you know, the new hoodies and whatnot? Yeah, I was. I definitely was the, the person who was always copping the fresh Jordans and everything like that. Um, Probably should have spent my money a little bit wiser at a young age, but being young, like you don't know that, like, yeah. like you know, yeah. you the fastest in the trends, like. Yeah. I mean, but at this age, you could honestly flip Jordans, like that. Jordans right. is a sock now. Nah, it's a sock. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it definitely is. Like, I got a couple friends who trying to start a business on um copying really it releases for Jordans and reselling them and everything like that. But yeah, for a long while, like I was that that kid. Like Jordans come out, I want to get the freshest pair. Like, um, my school used to have. I used to go to a, a private school where they didn't wear us wear let us wear regular clothes. Um, we had to wear a uniform every day. So, like mm -hmm. once a month, they make a let us pay a dollar to dress down. And like those dress down days, you, you make sure like you got your freshest gear on, like the freshest shows. <laughs> yeah, like you, you see everybody like coming with dress to the nine, like their their best on and everything like that. Like that's just how it was. Like I think this is just what made me to who I am today type thing. But yeah, like I used to always love like getting the things that are different and copying Jordans. And I wasn't a big Supreme person, but you know, the fresh and the trans was most likely where I was at. Right. I remember back in the day, like in grammar school and high school, they had like those superlatives. They were like, oh, this is the person that maybe the most famous or the most popular. Were you the one that was yeah. like, oh, always got the freshest clothes and all of that shit? 
Yeah, I was uh when I was in grade school. Yeah, they I had got the person who was most likely to marry a supermodel, and I didn't really know what that meant. I'm like, okay, the most likely to marry a supermodel. I'm like, okay. And people said like, you know, her person was one of the freshest. Like, I was dressed in that. I actually didn't win that award though. The one that was like the freshest. And I, I think I came like third. Like, some people was fresher than me. I'm like, you know, each his own. Like, it's all good. Like, it's no competition. Like, I just do it because I like to do it. Um, but yeah, like that's funny. That's funny you asked that. All right, so speaking about like Jordan and uh, his inspiration to you to, with the sneakers, who who is inspiring you now within uh, fashion industry? Are you your own inspiration, or do you do you uh, get it from like Kanye, Kanye, with Yeezy or something? I don't know. <laughs> so I think one of my biggest inspirations for how I kind of want to frame myself and my my character by is Allen Iverson. I grew up watching AI. Okay. Um, AI is a little bit different. He's a little bit unorthodox. He kind of changed the fashion industry in the, in, in the basketball game type thing where, you know, people used to wear suits all the time when they come yeah. to games and stuff like that. Where AI come in with his, his cornrows, his hat tips <laughs> to the side. You see, I got my beanie tips to the side. The beanie, you hat tips to the side, like, you know, tattoos and headbands and stuff like that. And I just really think, like, one thing I really liked about AI, like, he was not afraid to be himself. And, like, I think that's one thing that came off on me, like, watching him, like, do the things that he's done, like, reach the success he's reached, and, like, he really didn't change who he was, like, you know, people, a lot of people had, you know, some views that they didn't really like his style, or really like how he carried himself, but I think at a young age, I looked at AI as, like, a role model from in the fashion industry, from the basketball stance, and, like, just for who he is, like, he just carried himself differently, like, yeah. and I think that's something I wanted to take from him, just being young and impressionable, um, he was definitely one of my role models growing up. I feel like he's definitely, he was definitely showing his authentic self and being like, right. yeah, we may be in this like multi-million dollar industry with all these professional people, like you said, wearing all these suits. But at the end of the day, if you're not going to be your true self, then like people aren't going to necessarily respect you as much. They're going to think you, right. like we was talking a little bit earlier, how people try to fit you in a box. If you're not like, yeah. your true self, then they automatically assume that they can like fit you in this box. So like, yeah, I feel you on that. Like AI, he was dope as fuck. It's just like, yeah. it made like really see yourself there. Right. I never wanted to be a person that was easily defined. I never wanted somebody to look at me and be like, hey, like, I can tell your whole exact story from your appearance. Like, I always wanted to be a little different. Like, I, I don't, I've never been one to be somebody look at me and say, hey, like, I know what he's about. I know what he stands for type thing. So I want to be different. I want to be me type thing. Um, and he did that. He definitely was his own person, his own man, thought for himself. Like, mm. um, yeah, I guess I have another, like, a couple of inspirations. Like, I can say, like, I've been inspired by recently the people in my inner circle. Um, I have a couple of homies who started their own clothing brands. Um, he's in one of one of the clothing brands is City of Angels, and I have another one of my friends who runs the Young Fly Club. Um, and they're all my age, you know, in college and like just emerging, trying to make a way for themselves in the fashion industry, just doing some things that are different. Um, so I respect them for that. But one of my biggest one of my biggest inspirations recently has been with um, Andre writing the Humanize My Hoodie movement. Um, he's located in local Iowa City. He's been a great mentor with me, teaching me about you know the fashion industry. Um, trying to put me on his wing, giving me game, like helping me where I need help at. So he's kind of been my inspiration. Just watching him do his business and run his business has, you know, rubbed up on me and inspired me to try to start my own business. Like, I can do this. Like. I feel like he's definitely like an di interesting case to look at because I saw recently on the Instagram page that they did like a little workshop at Big Grove Brewery. And it's just like, yep. that's so cool to see like a fashion industry, like trying to have those tough conversations with people that they may not really associate with. The, they may not be buying, they may not be the ones buying the, the gear. Right. And he's trying to like forge into that community to make, to just bridge that gap for people. Because I feel like, like we talked about, it's it's a it's an interesting feeling being in Iowa City, but somehow he's trying to make sure that we, we stay connected at the end of the day. Right, and like the message he pushes and the culture he's trying to build, like 
definitely gives me some sort of sense of like feeling at home and like you know my upbringing and growing up like like you said i was a little bit unorthodox especially for students who don't identify um white and you know the predominant predominance but um yeah like it's definitely giving me some sense of culture some sense of sense of home when i when i when i go back there and i mess with andre and humanize my hoodie and, and i talk to some of my friends who starting their own clothing brands and stuff like that like very very um uh, therapeutic to me so, like, speaking about when you first started your clothing brand, what were some of the, the first steps that you needed to take to say, like, put yourself on the map? I know sometimes you start with the design, but from there, where do you go? So I think it's even before it even starts with the design, I think it starts with getting over that fear. Like, for a long time, I had a fear of uh, trying something that was different. Like, I always thought, like, you know, I started this clothing brand, people are not going to mess with it, people are not going to like it. Like, you know, people are going to have things to say and not like, you know, about me. Like, you know, why is he doing this clothing brand? Like, he's just trying to make money. Like, you no, know, like. I think it was getting over that fear and just taking that leap first and saying, like, you know, this is an idea I have in my head that I really want to, like, make it come to life. Like, it was a dream I had. Like, I want to make it come to life. And, like, taking the first steps was, um, like you said, coming up with my mission statement, um, trying to hash out the design. So I, I talked to a couple of my friends who were gifted in, like, graphic design and knew how to draw. And, like, I collabed with them. I'm like, hey, like, I have this idea in my head. Like, do you think you can draw it for me? So I just started paying some of my friends to, you know, do the small tasks. It started with coming up with my design and, rehashing it and rehashing it and then finally getting something that was solid to me and then taking that to the a person who I knew who did graphic design who then would put it in a computer for me um and, you know vectorize it and everything like that and then from there it's like creating IG pages and trying to get, build a culture around what your brand is so um I took a long time it took me a long time to really think but I knew I had one to start a clothing brand since I was like a freshman I just like the ones I was thinking for beforehand just never stuck like I think this is the one that really stuck and really meant something to me right. um that's the big thing for me. Like, I didn't want to produce clothes that didn't really have a sense of meaning to them. Like, I want to be intentional. Like, the message that I give, like, through fashion, like, is, is really, really what I'm about. That's so, okay. I mean, I see on the, the hat, you have the uh, the periods right in between each letter. Like, what's that? Is it an acronym or is that the design of it? So, it's an acronym. It stands for Courage, Optimism, Perseverance, and Endurance. Um, it's a story about overcoming adversity. Um, and I want this to be something that's relatable to other people. Like, whatever you go through in life, just know, like, the pillars that I use to get through life are having courage. When, when things don't seem like, when, you, when things are unknown, you don't know what's coming next. Like, having courage is the first four. Optimism, being optimistic about what goes on in your life, having a positive outlook, um, perseverance. When things get hard and when things knock you on the ground, like, you have to get back up. Like, you know, it just you can't be stagnant. You have to get back up. And endurance, like, like Nip said, like, life is a marathon. Like, life is not, like, a short a short run, like we go through things in life that, that test us, that try us, but like having that endurance to try to get to the finish line. I feel, I definitely feel you on that. I feel like that's what me and DJ, do you feel like we're doing the same thing like with this podcast? Like at first we was just like, oh, I'm scared to like do it. And we was talking about it for so many months, just like this is what we could do, this is what we should do. But then when we just like jumped out of, jumped out of our yeah. shoulders, jumped into the pool, it was just like, it, it lifted so much weight off your shoulders because it's just like, right. man, fear of just initially doing something is kind of crazy yeah and if it, it feels good to be able to like to give something to the world like now i would be taking like not just be somebody like i'm trying to trying to build something i'm trying to give something to the world like like that's definitely like getting getting over that leap of faith is definitely like hard but like you just like you said like the weight is lifted off your so like it just feels good just to be you know trying to rebrand and create yourself type thing so yeah so like speaking on that like what are some elements that you like learned so far about the fashion industry that like the common person doesn't necessarily know about and that they should know about when considering like the type of clothing that they might want to buy and stuff of that nature? So um, I think one element, a couple elements is really um, fashion is a way of expression. Like I said, when I growing up with me, like fashion, fashion was the way like I communicated who I was as a part of my character, like the way I dressed is an extension of who I am type thing. So I think um, at its essence, like 
people use other forms as expression, but my expression is fashion. Like, wear your clothes, wear your clothes. Like you said, like, when I talk about AI, like, wearing his hat to the side, like, it's a different type of swag, it's a different type of fashion. Like, so it's definitely, like, fashion. One is that fashion is an expression of yourself. Um, two is one thing that I learned recently, like, fashion is a form of activism. Um, when you talk about, I, I also related back to AI when I was talking to my mentor, he was saying that little do you know, like, AI was a fashion activist. He changed the game. Like, he pushed a positive message. He was for himself. Like, he changed how people wear their clothes, like, what they think is stylish, what they think the new trend is, um, mm-hmm. as well as, like, in the light of what was going on during that time, like, he was just being truly himself. And, like, we think about what's going on today's age when being in a racial pandemic. We look at athletes like LeBron, who's wearing Justice Breonna Taylor shirts, and, and those sort of things, like, I can't more breathe. Like, yeah, it's, it's more than it's more than just clothes. It's, it's a message that's being pushed. And that is, like, what we're kind of getting into. Well, I, what I've learned recently now is, like, fashion is definitely a form of activism. Okay. So, and trying to understand what makes you different from the other person, what is what is your brand's drip, sauce, swag, steelo, all those words, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think what is our drip? What is the brand's drip sauce? Well, now you you had them satin that satin line yeah. that you saw recently, boy. I saw it. Damn, you for real. I think the biggest thing for my brand is I want people to know that this is something that's for Black people, made by Black people. Yeah. Um, so that's when I, I I started doing some customer feedback and getting some other people's opinions on how I can make my products better. And like he was like satin line beanies. Like one girl told me satin line beanies. I was like, you know, what, let me see if I can get that done because like this is like this is for my people. Like this is for the people like where I come from and everything like that. So I want to give them what they want. Um, so I definitely think like this is a brand for black people by black people type thing um, not being exclusive to anybody but like that is my main target audience my main mm-hmm. target audience is people who look like me um, yeah. I'm, I'm just so impacted by the people around me like black culture is beautiful like from the yeah. way we dress from the way we talk from the way we walk like it's just beautiful it's different like it has its own essence type thing like I get inspiration from a lot of people in my circle like you know they can rock and wear anything and look great doing it like um, and I want, I want these, my piece of clothing to be different. Like the way I style my clothes, like I have a hoodie on right now. And like, okay. I normally people put things on both sleeves. I put, I put it on both sleeves to change the design. Like I got a thing on the back as well, but uh, I just want to be unique. I want to be different. I want to style my clothes different. Like, I want to have a different feel. Yeah. Right. And what you were saying about other people, like you, this is exclusively for black people. You're not excluding everybody. So other cultures yeah. could come along. They, they don't right. have to culture votes, but you can support black businesses because we're on that movement right. right now. So anybody that's hearing yeah. this, that's an ally, support, shop with black businesses. Definitely, definitely. I think I think to go even a step further, what I've become to realize, and just from being in this pandemic, is we do need to support Black businesses. Like, you know, I think I had to talk to one of my friends, and he was saying that we are, are some of the people who don't really invest back into our own culture and everything. Like, we go and buy name brands and big national things and stuff like that, but really investing in at home. Like, you know, like I started investing in some of my friends who started a catering business. I got two friends, um, Kalen Culinary's Adventures and Tiki Chef TK. Um, they they started their own businesses. Like, I'm trying to. Yeah, Chef TK, yeah. But I try to invest in them, like, when I want to get my, my small dessert treats from TK, or if I want to get a full uh, lasagna meal, or I want to get a, a pasta meal from Kaylin. Like, I buy, I'm trying to buy more black now because it's important that we do buy black now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So then, like, on that note of, like, buying black and, like, trying to stay along that line, what are some of your future plans for your brand and, like, some future projects that you're trying to dive into? So I think it goes back to why I say, like, I want my brand to have a purpose and a message. Um, I don't just want to sell clothes. Like, I, I want to push a message. So I think the next project for me is getting testimonials of like, people telling their own stories, like putting those on the page, putting those on the website, like those who are comfortable sharing some of the adversities they face, the challenges they face in their life, and like how they overcame those challenges, like how did they feel, like those type of things. Like the empowerment piece of my brand is like that next thing I want to step into. And I'm glad like I got this opportunity here because I couldn't really figure out a way that wasn't so self-absorbed. Like I have videos of me speaking about my brand, talking about my brand, but like I feel like that's so self-absorbed. Um, yeah. I didn't really want to portray the message that like, okay, like I have everything figured out. Like this is about me. Like, so when this opportunity came along, I said, this is a great way for me to tell what my brand is about, be authentic in that. And like, I think it was a great idea. Like definitely, definitely. I want to push the message. For sure. sure. And so 
Uh, where can they find your Instagram websites, link trees, and anything else? So we need to be able to shop with you, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> so on IG, I'm at cope.apparel, C-O-P-E dot A-P-T-A-R-E-L, cope.apparel. I believe the same thing for my Facebook. And then on my uh, URL, it's cope at copeapparel.com. You can find me. Um, I have hoodies right now, hats, uh, T-shirts. But uh, I'm trying to get my satellite beanies back because that was a high sell. Like people love the satellite beanies for sure. But they yeah, sold you out. Find me. Yeah, they my sad ones, man. They sold out within three days. I was all out. Three days, I was all out. I was too late. That's why I was like, let me get this interview with him so he know to make sure what a side. I got one on right now. I got one on right now, man. Y'all see that, people? Don't mess with this right now. Exactly. Y'all gotta get it because it's winter time. And if you're from the Midwest, you're gonna need that to keep your head warm. Yeah, keep exactly. waves. He got satin in his knee, bro. He got satin in his Y'all even need it for rag no more. <laughs> I have it. I was a waiver before all of this. Like, I was like, literally, I just made a small transition. I think I want to start to grow my hair out. But I was a waiver about three, four weeks ago. Heavy waiver. So I was like, I, this can help my wave game. Like, I don't have to put a do rag on anymore to put my hats on. Like, ladies, if you got braids or natural hair, like, you don't got to put bonnets on. Um, I know, I know some of my, my lady friends who who sleep in their hats. I'm like, you know, more power to you if you want to. That's a game changer, right? <laughs> if y'all gonna do, I need to buy at least two. I need one for the outside and one to sleep on, right? Hell yeah, yeah. yeah. They sleeping on them, like, yeah. My friends love them. You know, they're comfortable. They're thick. Um, one thing I definitely pride myself on in my brand is I pick quality over quantity. So like, you know, some of my pieces may be like my hoodie is a little bit pricey because of the quality of the hoodie. Hats are fairly fair because of the quality of the hoodie. But I, I would rather pick quality and give people a quality product versus saying, you know not giving them a quality product, just being about quantity. Like, I don't really like that. Um, right. That takes away from what my brand is. My brand is more intentional and more, um, you know, sacred type thing. So I want to keep it that way. Make sure I be intentional. I give people, so I craft out the whole, uh, I got packaging, Coke apparel packaging. I put a little letter in the bag for the whole experience. Kind of like modeling what these big name brands do. They give you the whole experience. Like, I want to give you the whole experience. Like a little note in there with your product, um, label in the packaging. So when people get a black a black package, a poly metal with Coke apparel, they get excited. Like, they start posting about it and everything mm -hmm. like that. Like, that's what I want. Like, I want people to be excited when we receive something. Not just like, okay, like, you know, the t-shirt's dope, but like, what about the whole experience? I think. Mm -hmm. so I definitely got to keep working on that and find a ways to be, um, continue to advance and continue to grow. But yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So guys, this is how we're going to end the show. Hit up my man, Myron. If you want anything Coke Apparel related, he got you. Yeah, he man. got the movement. He got the message. <laughs> he got anything you need. He got it. All right. Exactly. And we, we want to just thank you, man, of course, for taking the time out of your day to come and speak with the people, share about your brand and like getting the, your message out to people, man. We really appreciate that. And like we said, man, support black businesses, support people in general, support our podcast, share, like, share, subscribe. You already know what y'all got to do. And, you know, check out next week for the next yeah. episode, man. Yeah. Thank you to the gray area for sure for having me, man. It was a blast. It was a blast. I hope we can do one one time soon for sure. Mm -hmm.